Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I'm going to be just sharing you a short excerpt. It's just about two and a half minutes that I was on TV. It was on News Nation. It's a channel that asked me to come in as an Appalachian Trail and survival expert and comment about Brian Laundrie. For a quick, for those who don't know about Brian Laundrie, maybe some international people are not following the news. It's he's a guy who is a chief suspect in having murdered his girlfriend and then disappearing, and nobody knows exactly where he is. But some people suspect that he could either be in Florida or in the on the Appalachian Trail. So. A news reporter was asking me a bunch of questions. I'll share that interview right now, and then after that, I'm going to give you some post-interview commentary, things that I wish I could have said or would have said, but we just didn't have the time. So first, listen in. Two and a half minutes. Here you go. The FBI is investigating about a dozen reported sightings of Brian Laundrie on the Appalachian Trail near the North Carolina-Tennessee border. So far, there have been no confirmed sightings. But what would it take to survive out there or anywhere like it? Francis Tapon is the author of the book, Hike Your Own Hike, Seven Lessons from Backpacking Across America. Francis, thank you for being with us. You've hiked the Appalachian Trail. So what kind of skills would Brian Laundrie need to survive there over the last three weeks? Well, it's not too hard to do it for three weeks. Uh, The challenge will be once the winter comes. So some of the skills will just be able to make a a simple shelter, maybe set some traps so you can eat some simple animals and take advantage of the vegetation around around you. But the real question will be how can you survive the winter? That's when things get really tough. You you say the winter, when you say small animals, I'm thinking, you know, Brian Laundrie reportedly had some survival skills, but I mean, are you thinking that he's out there like eating on squirrels or do you think he's coming out? And again, I know that we're not trying to speculate here, um, but small animals like rabbits, birds, or would he maybe get away from the trail and come back closer to civilization and maybe forage through dumpsters? Yeah, that's actually probably a better strategy, but a riskier strategy, because it is really hard to get enough calories to sustain yourself. And remember that at this time of year in the Appalachian Trail, the temperatures are really starting to drop at night. And so I assume that you would have a sleeping bag or something like that to keep them warm. But you burn a lot more calories when it's cold. And so you really need to take a lot more calories in. And that's hard to do when you're just foraging. So if he is out there in a place like the Appalachian Trail, the cold is a concern, especially as we approach these cooler months. But what kinds of techniques would he have to have to stay warm? I mean, would he have to be uh, would he have to have those kinds of uh, sleeping bags and all of the layers that he would need to stay warm ahead of time? Or is there some way that he might maybe bury himself under, you know, underground? Yeah, he could take a lot of dead leaves and that creates some insulation and that creates some loft if you will you can put, just shove that into your into your shirt and that kind of stuff to create like a, a poofy jacket if you will uh, i would hope that he would if, if he's trying to survive or anybody's trying to survive that you would have some level of, of preparation but if you didn't have anything yeah you could pull it off for a little bit but ultimately i think he's going to have a real tough time because one of the key things that a lot of people do for surviving cold temperatures is what start a fire and that's kind of hard to do because he's going to attract a lot more attention if he starts a fire. Good point. And I think a lot of people were thinking about that next. Um, we really appreciate your time. Francis Tapon, thanks for being with us. Thanks for your insights. Time flies fast when you're doing TV interviews. The pace is incredible. And unfortunately, I was 
doing the interview from Senegal, and so the audio connection was subpar. Nevertheless, I think I got my main points across. I wish they would have asked me a little bit about the Florida possibility because there's a chance that he's hiding in the swamps of Florida, and I would have just said that he's got a better chance in the winter of surviving there, but of course there's floods that go on in, in those swamps and it limits the area that he can stay in. It's not that big of a place. It's only about 30 miles by, I think about 50 miles or 60 miles or so. So the the radius, not the radius, but the area that you can hide in is pretty small because you've got all these highways around you. It's not a great place to hide either. So I think that he is probably going to get caught this year because I just think it's going to be really, really hard for him to tough it out through the winter. And with this nonstop news coverage about him, I think ultimately somebody's going to recognize him, find him. Uh, there were two people who did survive a couple of years in the, on the Appalachian Trail, about, I think, five years or so. Two different cases of fugitives who hid out there successfully for many years. And one of them, I remember, he got caught by dumpster diving. can't remember how the other one got caught, but the bottom line is eventually these people do get caught. Now, I don't think Brian Laundrie, who's only 23 years old, and he probably has modest survival skills. Uh, he's got, there's mixed reports on how good of a survival person he is. And my guess is that he could survive for a, a few months. But ultimately, it's just going to catch up to him, especially with the news coverage, as tough as it is. A lot of people make it sound like, I'm in the wilderness. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Appalachian Trail, especially for those who know the Pacific Crest Trail and the Continental Divide Trail, is really not that much of a wilderness. It gives you an illusion because it's a long green tunnel, so it feels like you're constantly in a wilderness. But really, if you just walk a few miles direct off the trail in any direction, you're going to run into a road, a town, something. So... The Appalachian Trail is really not that remote. I think ultimately he's going to get caught. But what do you guys think? Tell me. Send me an email at ft at francistapon.com. Send me in the email if you want to record your voice. I'll even play it back on the air. Anyway, I hope this is helpful. Enjoy these short podcasts that I've been trying to experiment with. Next week, I might be sharing an episode about the Navy and firearms. It's only going to be about a two-minute episode, really short. I like these short episodes because I just think to myself, you know, people just don't have time to listen too much. So right now, I have a lull in the advertising revenue. So because of that, I'm just trying to do short episodes and see how that works. Thanks and spread the word. And that concludes this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember FTAPON. That's my first initial and my last name. FTAPON is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. And here's one last reason to remember FTAPON. If you like what I do and would like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash FTAPON. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. And now for five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the Wander Learn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it somewhere. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.